Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of Tech++. I'm your host, Ali, and I'm here with my co-host, Aaron. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to 2021. Happy New Year. We are so excited to be back. Um, it's It's been a wild ride. Um, I don't even know where the break went, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, it went by so fast. It's crazy. It did. Um, when, when we decided the fact that, like, oh, we're going to take a break, and we were like, one or two months and we we're like oh that's gonna be so much and we we're already back so but excited to be back excited to talk about everything um there, there's just been so much happening good yeah. bad scary ugly whatever you guys want to call it um but but yeah um it's been sure. a crazy time for sure yeah um so so i think we should start with the biggest problem at hand which happened like within the week of yes. us recording um been within the week yeah literally last week of recording and i'm sure it's gonna keep continuing happening all the way to this episode releases which is gamestop and amc stocks um man what what a time that we live in right like all these hedge funds have absolutely been triggered by a bunch of uh, kids by the people by the public exactly it's it is it is absolutely crazy time um i remember retail investors yeah well they call well we are the retail investors yeah so they it's it's so interesting to me that um a lot of big companies such as robin hood like one of the bigger investor platforms uh if you didn't know, it's like been backed by a lot of these big hedge funds, uh, like Citadel and what what a name, by the way, right? Citadel. Citadel. Yeah. <laughs> it just um, I don't know if you you've seen a lot of like uh, Rick and Morty, but Citadel of Ricks is kind of like every I remember oh, like okay. imagine it. <laughs> this is how like I imagine it when everyone's like <laughs> Citadel, um, and yeah, so they they like they own forty percent of Robinhood and. A lot of sketchy stuff happened, especially like Thursday and Friday when uh, a lot of the option calls for their puts were due. And stuff like they first started by saying like your only thing you can do, your only action for your stocks is to sell, is to sell or hold. There's nothing else. And then they even reduced that by more. I saw a lot of pictures on Reddit of people being absolutely mad because. Um, Game, uh, not give some. They're the good guy. Um, Robin Hood decided to sell people's GameStop stocks, um, and the reasoning was yeah. that like we're trying to protect you, you know. Reason. And it was so sketch. Like that is absolutely illegal. That is absolutely fraud. Like um, not only not only that, but also they sold it at like the cheapest it got during that day. Which was hundred eighty dollars, uh, and and it's it, to me, to me personally, this whole situation is very very interesting. Uh, since I'm getting my MBA right now, and none of this makes sense. Absolutely, none of this makes sense. Um, it definitely like, exposes some holes in uh, what's going on. I think it exposes some holes that existed that we didn't know, or at least if we knew, we didn't have enough power. You know, it doesn't. It's a this whole is the fact that you need a lot of a lot of money to make the market move in a certain direction. And a lot of these hedge funds have millions and billions that they 
put into a certain market um, to move point, it. And I always knew about this. Yeah, so I, I always knew this. It, it just makes sense, right? Like if you have $5 million and you put it in a, like a stock that's worth like a penny, right? When you put it, the whole thing together in, the price will go up. And when the price goes up, then they can sell it and the price drops. And they just took out all the money that they made by putting the money in, you know? And not only that, they use these options to basically bet that the price will go down. Of course it will go down because they know it's going to go down. If they take out their money, it will go down. It's just very logical, right? Very weirdly logical and it should be illegal. It should be not possible what they're doing. So these like Reddit trolls um, decided... That's what you want to call them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely our troll. It's so funny. Um, it started by this guy named... Something with cats. I forgot the guy's name. Um, on Reddit is a Reddit user that like basically um, put in millions of dollars in and basically told the entire Reddit like I'm doing this and I will need your help because his was a lot, still a lot less than hedge funds. Other, the hedge funds, yeah, still like it was a couple million, but it was so much less than others. And when they did that, Reddit has so much followers, so much oomph, I guess you want to say that. Uh, everyone put in chipping in even a couple of dollars you know it just brought it up and it's everything the power of going, the internet exactly and everything was going like smoothly i actually saw it at like 60 dollars. no it was i uh, this it went to like 130 and then dropped to 60 dollars. and me and one of my buddies who talk a lot about like stocks and stuff we're like we knew this is gonna happen it's just a like a hype train it's gonna die out and mm -hmm. little did we know that Elon Musk made a tweet <laughs> that basically said um, game stonks and all everyone, yeah, and everyone and their mothers started putting as much money as they could. I know a lot of people, which is really scary. It's so dangerous what everyone did, but it's working. Um, I know people who put like their life savings on there. Um, but yeah, I, I checked the stock the morning after that tweet. It was, it was almost $400. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, that sixty dollars actually made it all the way to like three ninety or something like that. Actually, I think it passed four hundred wall. And people who put in like fifty thousand um, dollars took out their money. Uh, took out their money at at like one or one point two or something million dollars. Um, and that is absolutely insane. Um, but that's the power he had good. over the market right there. And it's not his son. It's his first time. Like. Uh, after that, I don't know if you saw, he had like a really slick post about like a dog, a picture of a dog um, and said like the, the goodest, yeah, it was like a, the goodest boy, blah, blah, blah. And then it was supposed to be a hint at Dogecoin and Dogecoin went from like 0 0.002. I remember that's when I bought it at 0 0.2 per, uh, cent as a joke long time ago. And it went all the way to 8 cents. That's over like 3,000, 4,000 yeah. percent. Um, so he does have a lot of power. And um, as as Aaron and I actually before this discussed, he's going to be on Clubhouse tonight. And basically, last week was just a battle. I feel like this week is going to be the actual war on Wall Street. For those of you that don't know, Clubhouse is like this like invite-only social media app where people can create chat rooms and just talk. It's kind of interesting. A lot of uh, famous people get on there. And just like talks to other famous people, but everybody can come in and listen. But it's weird the app is invite only. 
Yeah, and that is actually pretty big. Um, when I was looking into where Elon is going to be talking, it's actually in this ch like a channel that they always talk about stocks. So he's definitely going to be talking about the stock market and stocks. And I know for a fact, whatever he says tonight will change the future of Wall Street. Like, have I'm, not gonna, I'm definitely not going to be exaggerating this because I'm sure people like me who are on the Reddit going to be there listening in and then reporting back to the Reddit about, hey, this is what Elon said, we should do this, this, and this. Um, and that's going to be a huge change to the stock market and the hedge funds. Hedge funds have already lost around like $70 million this past week. And oh, yeah. it's going to double or triple this week, I want to say. Like, this is so scary. Um, but I'm excited, you know. Glad, glad, Good time to not be a hedge fund, I want to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. So, uh, what else happened? Uh, while well, we were gone, we got a new president. Yes, uh, it's official. Joe <laughs> Biden, God, God damn man, in office. Uh, yeah. that was, I I think, um, he did a great job by being as calm as possible. Cause I was stressed for the man, bro. Like I was like, this dude will not survive inauguration. Um, <laughs> he was like Kamala Harris early takeover. Yeah, I was like, all right, well. Vice President Harris, go for it. You're the president now. But, but I'm glad he made it. He um, saw on his family Bible, which was looked like straight from Harry Potter. <laughs> Did you get to see it? Not, not really, no. Um, yeah, if you look it up, it actually looks like straight from Harry Potter. It's like, <laughs> um, like it, it looks like a source book. Um, um, but apparently, like from what I heard, it's is like family bible ever since like he's apparently his whole the whole like biden like the family, family tree the family tree we used to be part of like congress and etc cetera, etc cetera, and they all swore on that bible um, so it's part of the family tradition yeah yeah so wow so yeah that was kind of cool though but it looks it looks straight i'm telling you like i'm pretty sure jesus himself wrote it like that kind of stuff <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. What else? Um, for me, something that happened over uh, the break that we were on is League of Legends. I'm a very, I'm very big into their esports scene, the biggest esport in the world, uh, and I'm a fan of TSM. So over the break, uh, Worlds and stuff ended. They made it to Worlds, but they had a really poor showing, which is fairly unfortunate. But um, we picked up uh, support, one player that played in China, but he was in the world uh, final this past year, so that's a huge pickup for us. Uh, my favorite player, unfortunately, Bjergsen, he retired, um, but he's now coaching the team, so that's good. He's, I really like the approach that this guy takes to like the game and stuff like that. Uh, he's very methodical like me. So, How, how long has Bjergsen been in? Um... Dude, it's years, and he's my age. That, I'm telling Crazy. you. Crazy. I... Like now you said that I'm actually shook. I remember when I used to be like a lot into league or um like watch league, um, the actual LCS and stuff. Um, it was back when Bjergsen was like peaking or even like he was like you didn't one really of the newer, yeah, one of the like the newer members. Um mm -hmm. he took over after Reggie. Yeah, yeah, that was that was when I watched it. So now you're telling me that he's that was like retired, yeah. Yeah, he's been in like nine years, eight nine years now. Yeah, that's that's basically like, and he was still school. playing so well. 
that. Like around high school, um, that's when I used to be a lot to watching it. College, beginning of college. Um, yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Well, I couldn't play through college, so I watched, and now as a result, I'm now like diehard fan. Um, but they're back to playing the uh, beginning tournament to the season just started. I'm really hyped. Uh, I'm excited to see where this year goes. Well, yeah. speaking of sports, um, UFC 257 seven happened. Um, yeah, McGregor too. Uh, for a lot of those people who don't really watch UFC but know like McGregor's name, um, I always say it was. Poirier, who basically made McGregor famous, like the first Poirier McGregor fight, because that was um, back, like, what was it, five, six years ago when, um, yeah, it's it's been a while now, and it was when McGregor uh, was fighting in the lightweight. He he tried to make a name for himself. He he was like undefeated, and then Poirier was in the top. Um, what was it ten back then? So they made okay. a they made, they made McGregor fight Poirier so as a debut fight, and McGregor basically like knocked him out. And Poirier was pretty big back then. McGregor uh-huh. knocked him out, and that got a lot of fame. And McGregor famously at the end said like, um, "When one of us, referring to Irish people, um, when one of us goes okay. to war, we all go to war." Like it's it's been a quote ever since. Um, mm-hmm. And. McGregor became McGregor. Um, and yeah, we all watched famous, that. Yeah, and, and he went through his stuff and stuff like that. And he decided to come back um, and fight Poirier again. Poirier was third, and he was fifth, I want to say. Um, so he, oh, he still held the lead. Oh, oh yeah, Poirier, Poirier, Poirier is a really huge guy. Um, so they fought, and I had I should have made bets on him, man. But I had all bets that Poirier will destroy McGregor. Because the fact that Poirier been around, and he's been fighting legends and ever since i think mcgregor he only lost maybe one other fight and his record is beautiful you know i think it's like 26 4 or something like that um and i knew it's gonna happen and mcgregor this mcgregor that fought poirier is not the same mcgregor he he was so nice you know like the whole time I know. he was just a different human being which i tell people it's because of his fight with khabib um, I don't know if you got to see the fight with Khabib. I definitely recommend everyone to at least see how it ended. Um, but he literally got his shit knocked, bro. Like, um, literally on the floor, got got him choked, and it wasn't by even even by the throat. It was by like the face, kind of. Like if he didn't tap out, he would have like pretty much broke his neck. Like it wasn't a choke. It was about to break his neck, kind of shit. Um, Goddamn. And after that. McGregor changed. Like he became a good man. <laughs> he started praying and sending to charity. He's like, of course, anyone goes against Khabib, that's what happened. Um, so when he came and fought Poirier, I said he he would get his ass beat up. And to that, until that day, um, McGregor was was never officially knocked out. It was either a technical knockout or it was usually just a like a, a submission. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a clean knockout. Poirier straight up hit him with a couple of jabs and actually like made him go to sleep for a couple of seconds, which was very, very interesting. How the t- table like turned, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So that was that was really, really cool to see. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I was really excited. I was actually watching it with Andres. Um, pretty invested into it. Um, I'm so yeah. glad. I'm so glad UFC's back. They apparently uh, made a place called fight island on uh, abu dhabi yeah, the dinner, 
Yeah, yeah. So it's like in Abu Dhabi, and it's like uh, COVID-free. Um, uh-huh. So it's like the to, NBA bubble. Yeah, yeah. Basically, what it is, it's like on an actual island close to Dubai and Abu Dhabi. Um, really cool place too. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so they so they're bringing UFC back. I'm excited. Um, the next UFC fight is going to be really good. Really good. Um, so, so yeah, very very excited. Uh, yeah, and of course, it's even though it's 2021, and we prayed that the year gets better. <laughs> yeah. Even though even though vaccines are coming, COVID still exists. Um, yep. Which which brings us to this episode of Tech uh-huh. Plus Plus. Uh, I'll I'll let you let you go first. Mine is a bit interesting with the whole amazon thing but I'll yeah. let you go first. all right so yeah we wanted to uh talk about uh one of the more pressing issues at hand uh still for uh over a year now right yeah over a year now yep actually we we had a good anniversary but <laughs> yeah um but i wanted to talk about covid19 and contact tracing um because there's contact tracing technology um, and I just want to talk about like more about um, how it's being used and uh, my thoughts and opinions on it because it's pretty interesting uh, the uh, roadblocks they have to go through to get technology like this out there. Um, but contract tracing in its traditional form is like say you get a negative or a positive test, right? You're gonna tell the agency that you got the test with you know contacts of people you were close to like well, mm-hmm. in the past however many days right and their contact information you're gonna and the there's a contact tracing agency that's gonna actually like have people physically call all of these contacts to make sure that um you know that they can isolate stuff like that to notify them basically that they have covid mm-hmm. right yep and there's a lot of demand for this because it's the only known like measurable hey this actually works um system of doing it um another thing that they also provide this varies on state but another thing that uh these programs also provide is like social services so they ensure the person can isolate um they ask if the person needs like a food bank or grocery delivery system um Stuff like that. And I think it's important to highlight that uh, every state should allow this, right? But it's going to be different um, per state to state, if we can, like, agree on that, right? Yeah, but I don't know. I'm a bit worried about, like, the legality of, you know, especially with this whole precedent time of, like, information, you know, data. Um, Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting into that. Mm-hmm. We have to establish like the baseline of what already happens, mm-hmm. and so um, with that, like the social services included into what contact tracing agencies do today, mm-hmm. uh, I think it would be really hard for an app to be made around that uh, because you have to personalize it for like each state and even each county within each state. Right. So as a result, states are still hiring a bunch of contact tracers. But but what is what is the little like sunny day scenario of this, right? Like um in a in a perfect world where data doesn't matter and people aren't selling our data, et cetera, et cetera. Um 
what what do you think i'll tell you mine after but what do you think yeah. is the sunny day scenario like what would be the ideal if we didn't if we if i <laughs> you're jumping ahead but if i um uh said that we didn't have to worry about privacy stuff like that and i looked at this purely from a like what's good for the public and what enables our medical um, professionals to do what they need to do, you know? I think that we need a centralized system. That means all the data is stored in one place. There are a lot, there are a lot of people against that, right? But I think uh, a centralized data that's held by the government, I don't think it can be third party like Google or Apple. Mm -hmm. I think that that would be really bad. Um, But all this data is held by and accessible by the government so that they can uh, uh, make very uh, timely, informed decisions on where clusters are, of where to shut things down. Uh, Along with the app, the app, there are two main technologies that are being used, right? One is GPS, obviously people, they track your location, right? That's Mm -hmm. one type of app that can be used. And another one is uh, Bluetooth. So phones, basically Apple and Google uh, created this contact tracing protocol where smartphones can randomly generate an identification number and exchange it with other phones they've been in contact with via Bluetooth. So that kind of traces people. Uh, That doesn't store any information or anything like that. I think those two in uh, in conjunction, so the GPS and the, like, contact, or... uh, the Bluetooth need to be used in conjunction to like really get it down. Like you're you're talking about um, real time. Hey, this person got COVID. Uh, it immediately notifies everyone that that person's been in close contact with. I think that's like real time. You're stopping the pandemic right then and there. Like 2020 doesn't happen if that's in place. Yeah, it's just it's just a very sensitive topic in my mind. It's because like to me, when when they first came out with this whole situation, I thought because you said earlier that like we have to make the report, right? We have to tell this agency that we got yeah. COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still to this day, after a year and a half, COVID deniers, anti vaxxers, um, anti maskers, okay. you know, um, and I feel like. They're not going to use this app, and I feel like they. Okay. They, they are more than like fifty percent. Well, I have a, I have a caveat with what I, um, said. Okay, so all of what I previously said needs to be in place, but there's one thing that like is absolutely necessary for anything like this to work, right? And that one thing is advertisement. Mm-hmm. There's no way you can have a su- successful product, whether it's in a free market like ours or whether it's in China or whatever, without, like, advertising the product, right? Mm -hmm. And so what I'm talking about is this needs to be... uh, Do you remember um, when we were all in the election, we were all voting, how, like, how many people were advertising to go, like, sign up to vote? We had celebrities. We had uh, everybody and their mothers was posting on social media, hey, go vote, right? We need something like that, a consistent uh, supporting message from the government from the top mm-hmm. level down. And on top of that, we need like a, a, a public uh, uh, figures to mm-hmm. be on board as well. Mm-hmm. And once you get that, the adoption rate 
uh, is going to skyrocket. Because I think, you know, the people that, you know, the loudest people on Twitter and Facebook and stuff like that are 10% of the population or whatever. Um, I feel like to me, it just needs to be a more like aggressive and more extreme. Like so many people are dying. Like, I don't know. First of all, I don't understand why people don't believe this whole thing. Uh, but at the same time, I would propose like something more extreme. Like if you go and get tested for COVID, wherever you test, they can send like um, your result. I know this sounds kind of weird, but um, you know how they have your phone number so they can tell you, hey, your test was positive or negative. Um, if they somehow connect those phone numbers to the phone you have, because you also sign up with your phone number to get the contact tracing on, um, they kind of connect it to you that, hey, this person got COVID. So if you go out um, and you've been in contact with someone, other people can be immediately like notified um i i definitely propose that even though it sounds really sketchy to a lot of like people who are not with this whole covid thing but it has to be done i know especially since you said like the identification is randomized and another person wouldn't know who is you know and who has the covid or blah 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 as long as i'm notified when i go outside hey someone close to you when you went grocery shopping has covid um then I feel like it would be so much easier. Then I can go test to make sure that I don't have it. And, you know, mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, it all makes sense. But um, there's some fogginess in what we're talking about, right? right. Uh, that Bluetooth technology and stuff is uh, uh, made by Apple and Google, right? Granted, the app that they're using, um, it it doesn't store any of your location data or anything and it uh, decentralizes what data it stores and what decentralization means is the data that it collects is stored on everybody's phone so the data that you collect is stored on your phone um they don't have a way of cleanly gathering up all the data right so it's they they don't have a complete picture which is really good right that's really secure Mm -hmm. um the Funny story about this, actually, when I, I remember, do you remember getting the notification on your iPhone that was like, hey, do you want to be notified? You know, right, right. because it was, it was barely like, it barely became like a thing in California. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I remember reading that and being like, fuck no. <laughs> um, yeah, it sounds, that's sounds the first crazy. response. Yeah. Which is crazy, right? Because that's like the growing, that's like the elephant in the room, almost, right. is, uh, the Americans like growing distrust distrust of big tech. Right, right. Yep. Especially so even, with this whole like talks of the antitrust laws and kind of the government making all these big companies um kind of marketing them as like the bad people, you know? Mm-hmm. So so yeah, definitely it's like, oh, they're selling my data and I don't want my data sold. And like I bet you ninety percent of the people who say that don't even know what fucking data is. <laughs> I know. And even like I was reading a few articles here. There's a WebMD article. People that even read how the app worked, like I'm probably going to use it now because I read how it works and I mm-hmm. like understand a few things about what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Even people who read, read that and understood it were like, yeah, I'm still skeptical. Mm. Yeah, I didn't like, mind it. The first thing I did was like, I'm going to sign up. That's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess that's like two different ways because my coworkers are definitely like in the same boat as me. Like, fuck no. <laughs> yeah, I was 
I think I was spectacle when the idea came that like there's this app that you know you can tell other people and other people can tell you if they have COVID. And I was spectacle when it was like, is it automatic? Like if I go give a test, mm-hmm. I will be yeah, yeah. like, you know. And that was kind of weird to me because, especially I don't want my name and information released. Like, ah, this guy has COVID. Like, stay away <laughs> from him. You know what I mean? Um, but when I read it and it was like, oh, it's going to be anonymous and you get to decide to give us your information. It's like, who the fuck is going to go in an app and be like, hey, I got COVID. Let people know. It's like very rare for people to do that. You know, it's just a lot of a lot of steps for a lot of people in this nation who don't get along with technology. Okay, but that's where like how how many percent there's like 60 percent or something of the U.S. population has a smartphone. Right. It's like, and out of, what, and out what of that sixty percent, but then again, I feel like out of that sixty percent, how many percent are anti-vaxxers? How many percent are against I COVID? It's you know? Not as much as you think, hmm. but I mean, I don't know. It's still a tough one. But if you have like clear advertisement, and then you train people that when they get a test, the person who's like contacting you or the the app or whatever that's contacting you after with the results will tell you the next steps to perform. That's the ideal scenario. Right. Um, another thing that I wanted to touch on to bring like the the app and third party stuff kind of full circle is like you would be skeptical of a third party app and the reason why I said the data has to be like controlled by the government is the federal government lacks a, like federal laws surrounding uh, contact tracing technology, um, personal health information, privacy laws. Mm-hmm. So there's like a lack for that. Yeah. Right? And we keep, it, it seems like in general, we keep kicking, it's like kicking the can down the road when it comes to um, privacy laws because they sit, take so damn long to get through any law. Mm-hmm. And it inhibits so much of what we do. And like in in this case, like the trust to the trust of the public. Yeah, it is very very, just I think terrifying. I want to say um, everything what, that's the, happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, for like the privacy reasons. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, especially like I don't know. It's just everything happens so sudden, especially with like like I said, antitrust, like. We have two two episodes already on antitrust, and this is probably going to be a third one because I also have something to talk about. <laughs> but um, it's just a very precedented time for all these big tech that holds so much, so much data. I personally, I'm in a data industry myself, and uh, it's 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 so good. You know what I mean? Like a lot of these companies come to us, and it's like they want to collect data. You know, like you can do so much with data. It's and crazy. It's actually like crazy. everything, literally everything. Um, I know um, in in our office, which I really miss, fucking COVID. Um, <laughs> yeah, God damn it. Our blinds, like a couple of engineers, uh, got blinds and they the little like a roll up top. Um, there's like a little, you know how like. Wait, no, it's not. It's not. It's not actual blinds. So the the glass itself, it's so interesting. The glass itself um, changes shades based on the data it receives during the day. Uh, for like optimal room lighting? 
yeah so basically when there's more sun blah 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 it changes its shade to darker when there's less sun it like the shade goes away and then also like it it collects all of that data and we have it exactly like hey there's this window that's not working the shade is different mm-hmm. you know oh, very um, important. yeah it's definitely not important right but it's like there's people doing so much with data and of course people are so terrified with like what are they going to do data. with my data yeah that's what I'm saying. If there's a clear set of laws, I know that's really hard to do. That's a that's a big ask. That's a really tall ask. Right. 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 But what can you do though with the with the whole like like I remember a professor in college, our security professor said something along the lines of if you don't want to be hacked or if you don't want your data to be used, <laughs> you have to basically like like not use anything technology. Like you need to yeah. go isolate yourself from the world and not use anything technology and everything is technology now you know? don't like, connect to the internet that's the yeah, most secure network yeah like there's, there's the funny part is you can't do that either you know like everything is connected one way or another mm-hmm. phones aside phones are with us 24 7 phones aside um smart homes now you know like yeah. um, so there's nothing you can do much about technology and i feel like with COVID, people need to start trusting it more. I feel like this is where you need to trust. Go, go ahead and not trust anything. Don't trust your phone. Trust COVID, you know? Um, <laughs> like, I don't know. It's just people deciding to not trust COVID um, because of, like, oh, data leaks and et cetera. It's so, so scary. Yeah. And I, the problem with contact tracing app technology is we have no idea if it works. And why do we have no idea if it works? Because we don't want to implement it, implement it because we have no idea if it'll work, right? There's con- the traditional way we know works. That's why we're like supporting it. But there's so many different factors that uh, contribute to uh, the reason why contact tracing applications do not succeed right now. Right. We have no idea. But I think one thing... Uh, that we can be sure of is everything in conjunction with each other is all helping. Even if uh, a very tiny percent of the population um, download these apps uh, in, conjun- in conjunction with everything, um, everything adds up, right? That uh, few percent that it can stop the pandemic and infection rates uh, is good. Mm-hmm. But definitely, I wish uh, in a perfect world, you know, yeah, all these factors line up, um, which gets uh, adoption from everyone. Yeah, I, I hope so as well. Um, I hope everyone just wakes up one day and COVID is completely gone, you know? Um, <laughs> it's it's kind of sad. Uh, I've, I've been in, like, the Bay Area for a bit over a year now, and I don't get to enjoy the Bay, you know? It, it's funny because everyone's like, oh, the Bay this, the Bay that, the Bay is so fun. I don't know, and I'm like, tell me about it. Like, and I'm like, it's not fun. What are you guys talking about? You know, because <laughs> like, like, I can't get out. Um, but I've been, I've been able to, especially like now, recently, get, Newsom has um, opened some places, which is dangerous still. But I'm, I'm just so tired of being home. Um, I'm one of the culprits that still wants to go walk downtowns and stuff like that. You know, um, yeah. it's nice, but but it's cool to see like everyone adopting so fast to 
security measures to make sure everyone's safe. So that's cool, mm-hmm. at least. Um, yeah, it is nice. Yeah, I hope this contact tracing finds its way out of the shadows and people start adopting it personally. Yeah, I think it starts with a, a, a lot of things, uh, um, but I think one of them is the top level. Uh, right, right. Government support. Yep. What are we going to do? That's contact tracing. Uh, very interesting subject. Uh, mm-hmm. There <laughs> seem to be roadblocks from just about everywhere as to why uh, that stuff isn't necessarily working the best right now. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. But that's all for me. What do you have with Amazon and uh, getting the vaccines to America? Oh, yes. Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. You know? Um so basically, I was just roaming the web and saw a very interesting post um, just on the front page saying, like, Amazon is going to... No, it was actually on LinkedIn the first time I saw it. It was like someone's, like, sent the letter um, from Amazon to the Biden administration that uh-huh. said, hey, Mr. President, like, um, we're going to... We would love to help you with vaccination we have so many facilities around the world which makes sense and we have so many workers over eight hundred thousand. and i'm sure we can train some people we can have medical staff we can blah 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 to get this rolling as fast as possible something really fishy was going on you know like um this happened i want to say a day or two after biden administration took office and before that um as we all know Amazon was basically under microscope by the government for the antitrust laws. And also, um, our Lord and Savior, Elon Musk, um, became the richest man alive. I was going to say he passed Mr. Bezos. Yes. His rocket is officially bigger. It's confirmed. By a lot, yes. By a couple of inches. Um, To say the least. Yeah. And and right after all this... It seems like they pulled the trigger to be like, hey, we're going to help the government. And a lot of the not-so-Biden administration um, decided (laughs) to make a lot, lots, and lots of posts on Fox News and all of that saying, um, this looks like a quid pro quo, that this is for that kind of thing. I don't know if you know that many people knew what quid pro quo means, but it basically is like, Hey, we're gonna do this for you if you do this for us. And it's usually it's illegal, first of all. Second of all, um, it usually happens af like after the fact. Like Amazon does this whole thing, this contract that we're gonna help everyone with COVID vaccine. And then afterwards they're gonna be like, Oh, but we helped you guys with the COVID vaccine. Now we expect you guys to be more like lenient on us, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and that is a quid pro quo. And Everyone is like, like a lot of the Biden administration is like considering this because that would help a lot, right? Um, Amazon is gigantic. They're across the world at they're, this point. They're the ones that has the uh, operations to do it. Right, exactly. And they, they have 800,000 employees. Um, and Most in America or no? <laughs> Uh, no, it's just just America. I think so. No, 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 no. Like, do they have the most uh, uh, employed workers in America, or is that like Walmart or something? I'm not sure. I think um, it is Walmart. I think it is Walmart. But um, yeah, well, you Google that. Um, 
so they said 800,000 employees and they want to also vaccinate their own employees first, which also a lot of people are like, why? But then to me and some other people, it makes sense because of the fact that like, because of this pandemic, we have been shopping from Amazon basically for everything, especially towards the beginning when people didn't want to go to Walmart, Target to do their shopping, uh, grocery shopping, everything, everything, everything. We go through Amazon. And they, we, we don't understand that who is handling our products. It's so not a robot. Amazon employees are literally touching so many households a day. And they, dropping they, stuff off. And they're so close in contact with each other, you know, that mm-hmm. um, I know there was like in SoCal two Amazon facilities that uh, there was a COVID spread and it was like so scary. How many people did that person or group of people like send packages to, you know? Um, so I, I definitely support that, that Amazon should be one of the first people to get vaccinated. Um, and it's like, I just hope it's not the quid pro quo, you know, because Amazon's already under microscope and I'm sure they want some leeway. So Bezos can't co- grow a couple of inches over Elon Musk. Um, but again, Elon for the win, man, he has such an influence on stocks. Um, yeah, exactly. I feel like at this point, it's the first thing people do. Like I started following him on you know, Twitter completely because I was like, as soon as he makes a post, literally 20 minutes after or by the day after, it goes up by 1,000 to 2,000%. That's what it's been happening, you know? Same yeah. thing happened with Bitcoin, same thing happened with Dogecoin. Um, so very, very interesting stuff. But what do you think? What do you think? Do you think this whole thing is a quid pro quo? Do you think... Um, so they're being honest. Yeah, I don't know too much about this. Uh, to to go back on what we were talking about earlier, Walmart is the uh, by far the largest uh, U.S. employment company. Right. One and a half million Americans. Crazy, actually crazy. Um, yeah, I I definitely think Amazon employees. There is a case to be made that they're <laughs> that they should be the ones to be vaccinated first. Right. Um, because they're the the facts of it all. They're the ones um, delivering everything, almost everything, to the doorsteps. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, as for a quid pro quo, um, I don't know. I feel like there there's statements that can be made that are like, "This won't help you with that type of thing." Like, yes, right. this is good, but um, I would argue that. Even if Amazon didn't use it for that reason, it's still in their best business interest to have this. Because then, how how much more do you have to... If you were to get vaccines out, how much better is it financially for you to have everyone vaccinated versus to keep the current uh, protocols going? Right. Um, yeah, that makes sense. But I feel like even with the whole quid pro quo aside, the timing... Of Jeff Bezos, Jeff Bezos, um, doing this was pretty sketchy. You know, what? they didn't. They didn't help 
the older administration, the unnamed, I don't want to name him administration, but mm-hmm. now they're, they're helping Biden administration, you know, and, and everyone's like, oh, you can see that they are very democratic fronts. I mean, wasn't it, wasn't it following the announcement that Biden wanted to get however many millions mm-hmm. of vaccines out? Wasn't it like following that though? It it was it was following that. Well, it was very obvious that Biden wants to go full force into this whole vaccination thing, but mm-hmm. it, he never asked Amazon to do this. Amazon sent it literally because they wanted to. And um, I know they a lot of people questioned Fauci for some reason. Uh, yeah, that's a investigator. Yeah, everyone started asking Fauci, and Fauci literally said, "I don't know what's going on," because they said, "Oh, how much." Would it have helped if Amazon actually offered the same offering to the previous administration? And Fauci was like, I, I don't I don't know, you know, like, I don't know what to tell you. Um, they just didn't, you know, Amazon did not do it. And that's their rights to not do it. You know, Walmart didn't do it. eBay is not doing it, whatever. It's like nobody else is doing it. Amazon decided to do it. But it's just a sketchy timing. With the whole, like I said, antitrust laws, that new administration, um, Elon Musk being like, like the richest man all of a sudden um yeah so so yeah overall it's just a very sketchy situation that i will be following up on um i'm gonna put the political article that i found um but you be basically judge for yourself this is just all opinion legally i also have to say that i'm not a financial advisor um, <laughs> so don't listen to yeah, me that either. i am but i am into stock market whatever um daddy elon says i shall follow yeah, yeah you gotta hold you gotta hold <laughs> hold the line diamond the line diamond you're staying in the diamond. trenches diamond hands to the moon baby <laughs> <laughs> sorry for all the reddit memes everybody i actually it's, even it's too uh, good i actually even switched my instagram uh bio yeah uh, to have like diamond hands and to, Rocket ship, oh, and rocket movie. ship, and a movie. yeah. God so, damn it, dude. We're it's living a, in a meme life, so might as well play along. Yeah, no, it's Elon's world. We're we're really just all living in it. Yeah. Um. Actually, um. Saying that, I kind of want to talk about um singularity next episode, which is going to be pretty interesting. Um. So yeah. tune in, tune into that. Yeah, I remember when uh, Elon went on Joe Rogan. Talking about some crazy neuralink stuff. So that's yeah. uh it'd be cool to get some updates from that. Yep. But yeah, anyways, uh I think that's enough all of it from me. What about what about you? I'm all good too. Alright, well thank you everyone for listening to this episode. Season two, episode one of Tech Plus Plus Podcast. Uh, you can find our website at www.techpluspluspodcast.com. Uh, we have been making some improvements to it. I did a whole lot of work on the infrastructure of it o- over this break. Um, we have a contact page now. You're going to be able to send us uh, messages to our, straight to our email from our website, so that's pretty cool. Um, we're looking to add more stuff. I'm under development for blogging, so, I mean, keep on the lookout for that, guys. Uh, social media, our Instagram, follow that. We're going to start posting a lot more. Uh, Tech Plus Plus Podcast, that's at Tech P-L-U-S P-L-U-S Podcast. On Twitter, starting to tweet more, getting in the game. Uh, that's Tech Plus Plus underscore Tech P-L-U-S P-L-U-S underscore. 
Email us if you just want to take an old-fashioned uh, message to us. It's techpluspluspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you very much, everybody. Have a good one.